episode 253, Speak So They Listen. I'm Jake Miller from the Educational Duct Tape Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect those of others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey y'all, welcome to the Empowering Educators Podcast. I am Gretchen, your host and expert lesson learner. I'm a national board certified elementary teacher turned teacher, trainer, and coach. All the lessons I've learned and am learning on my edgy journey, I share with you right here. From every silly mistake to the most glorious successes, you're gonna hear stories and strategies that will inspire you to become your best. I have to warn you, as an educator, I can't help but hold you accountable for doing the work. So every episode, I leave you with practical, tangible next steps so you can implement your learning and maximize your impact. Whether you're teaching a lesson or learning one yourself, there's always a lesson if you're willing to pay close attention. Elite educators, that's the secret to staying empowered. Bring on today's lesson. Elite Educators, hey, it is Gretchen here of Always a Lesson. I am the host of the Empowering Educators podcast. My goal is to ensure that you stay empowered. I want you to continue honing your craft, not just during this listen of the podcast, but the rest of your day tomorrow and always. We are losing too many great teachers to other professions, and so I'm doing my best to provide guidance and inspiration so that you can retain your elite educator status and continue impacting students and your colleagues for generations to come. I am excited to be in your ear today talking about speaking, something we do as educators all day long. This applies to each and every one of us, so let's make sure we tune in to the whole podcast. I'm going to be giving you a little background information, some do's and don'ts of speaking, and going to leave you with some actionable steps. So the rationale for today's topic is the fact that we speak for a living as teachers, specifically myself, I taught for a long time and did a lot of presenting for professional development and through my work as a coach, either training coaches or training teachers, did a lot of speaking, of course, here on the podcast. And I also host chats on Clubhouse through our instructional coaching club every week. And that has allowed me to continue practice speaking. It doesn't mean I am a perfect orator, but it does mean I am working on it and that that I've learned some tips and tricks of the trade. And all of us who are in front of either students or our colleagues as we're helping them grow and develop, there are things we can do to ensure our message lands. So it's not just about us being perfect speakers, but it is also about the way we convey information so that the audience actually hears it and can do something with it. There's nothing worse than giving our best and finding out that it doesn't in turn create any change or long-term impact. So I was recently at a speaker retreat. If you follow me on Instagram, you saw a little bit behind the scenes, but it's fun for me to get out of education and talk to other people who also speak for a living and learn different ways that they connect with their audiences and they convey information and how we can continue to have an impact using our voice. And I'm realizing, you know, in the classroom, (laughs) students listen to us for many hours a day and how many opportunities are missed 
with us just rushing through the curriculum or not taking time to really ensure the audience is with us before we move on. And when I was at this retreat, I was watching all of these variety of speaking styles. They all had varying missions and we were doing rounds and rounds of practice with enticing beginnings and using story to convey our message and having teaching points, which of course is my strong suit, and making connections to where folks are in the audience in terms of their experiences and what they're ready for and their next steps and having a strong call to action so that folks know this is what I got to do next. And if you've been listening to the podcast here for a long time, I always end my podcast giving you ideas for how to implement it. It's really important so someone doesn't just passively listen and think, oh, that was great. But they actually can do something with it. And as teachers, whether we're in front of kids or we're in front of our colleagues, it's important that we have a clear mission when we are up there, that it's about them, it's not about us, and that they are able to walk away knowing what to do with the information they just heard. We're not here to entertain as much as some of us might think. So I want to hit you with the truth. (laughs) I want you to speak so they can hear you whoever they is, teachers, teacher leaders, kids. Otherwise, you are just wasting everyone's time. Speak so they can hear you. Otherwise, you're wasting everyone's time. I'm going to say it a third time. Speak so they hear you. Otherwise, you're wasting everyone's time, including yours. And, you know, time is a luxury around here. So if you're a teacher or teacher leader, you are growing your speaking talent and Today's podcast episode is going to be a moment for you to reflect on what you're doing, adjust if it's not going well, and just refine some of your skill sets. It doesn't mean that you are not perfect or not great when you're presenting information, but there are different ways that we can ensure we are constantly honing our craft. And that's what we're about. I mean, you don't tune into a podcast so you don't get better. You tune in because you're interested in getting better and finding out a new way to look at something or getting a new idea. So I'm going to do that for you. Let's hit you with 10 lessons learned. There's no specific order here. 10 things right off the top that came for me when I was thinking about speaking in the classroom and to educators nationwide. First, number one, being too quick, too fast. Probably not a shocker to you if you've listening to me and you're like, gosh, I cannot put her on two times because (laughs) it goes way too fast. Uh, Yeah, I'm already speaking quickly. So you definitely cannot use that fast button to speed things up. But for example, when I was in the classroom teaching a lesson, I knew the lesson. And so I wasn't thinking about the pace in terms of the person hearing it for the first time, which was the kids. And when I later became a PD presenter, same thing. I knew the content I was presenting. I was not thinking about it from the standpoint of the teachers learning it for the first time or needing time to really think through it. So I was really quick paced. And sometimes that's necessary to keep the lesson moving and keep everyone on task. But especially when you're delivering the meat and potatoes of whatever your message is, that's where you need to slow it down. And I'm realizing I was prioritizing pacing over proficiency, meaning I was more focused on timing of everything, making sure I got through it all instead of focusing on, are they with me? Do they get it? Because at the end of the day, that is what is most important. I'd rather you be off schedule. I mean, not totally off schedule, but off schedule enough where you can make up for it than just pushing through just to say that check, 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 got it all done. Number two, 
using too many examples. Sometimes we can get lost in the weeds and lost in the analogies. I've noticed myself lately, especially on the podcast, maybe I'm giving too many analogies, I think is really what I was doing. And I think I'm helpful. And then I'm like, wait, that was like too many. It's now we're over here in left field. So like, <laughs> like use one, use the best one and keep it moving. So sometimes it's helpful to hear examples of things. But other times, if you're just starting to give a laundry list of what this could look like, then folks start daydreaming or they get caught up in the example and not on what the example was for, and that's not really helpful. Number three, not repeating key information. I did it at the beginning of this episode. I repeated a phrase that I thought would be important for you to remember, and that is a skill. Are we taking time to reemphasize the most important part? Because if you want someone to walk away knowing something, know how know and understand it or be able to do it, if you're if you mention it one time, What's the likelihood that that would stick? Slim to none. We have got to see things multiple times before it stays in our brains. And so if something is essential for whoever you're talking to, to walk away knowing or, you know, know how to do or just understand, repeat it. There's no reason that you need to say one and be done. So if it's a takeaway, that theme should continue to run through. Number four, skipping the key step. Just allowing folks to listen is an entryway, but it's not how we're actually going to reach change or help them acquire any skill. So talking at people and having them passively listen is, you know, step A, but we can't stop there. So the essential part that a lot of times we skip is time for them to process what we're saying, time for them to reflect whether they're writing about it or they're thinking about it or they're chatting with someone about it. And I know I definitely do not give enough time for them to think. And when I was speaking at this retreat, I'd move on to my next point. And the feedback was, give us a moment to just sit in silence. It might feel awkward for you because you're not having any thoughts about it at the moment and you're thinking, tick, 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 (laughs) let's hurry up, move this on. But everyone else's brains are racing, trying to understand what you meant and making them think of other things. And so their brains are busy, even though yours may not be. So sometimes it's important that when you're speaking, you just stop. Or you speak slow enough for them to listen to you and process or make connections at the same time. So don't skip that key step of processing and reflection. Number five, making it about you instead of them. Thinking about, oh, when I was a kid and I was learning this lesson. Or, oh, when I was a teacher and I struggled with this too. Sometimes that can be helpful as a reference point. But no one really cares about you. Everyone cares about themselves. I hate to say it and make it sound so selfish, but folks really are going to lean in and listen when you make it apply to them and when you make it real for them. So if you're trying to convey a message, if you cannot say it in a way that they get it or use an example that hits their pain point or their specific circumstance, then guess what? They're not as invested. So the more you can personalize your message to what they're going through, what they're facing from their perspective to their interests, personality traits, now you've got a way to get in because they're invested, they're leaning in, they're listening. Hey y'all, popping in here real quick to remind you, if you are loving the podcast, hop on over to iTunes to leave a star rating and type in a few words for the review. This helps other educators find the show so they too can be empowered. Lots of love and thanks. Now back to the show. Number six, opening for questions without clear boundaries. (laughs) 
whoops, I definitely have made the mistake of <laughs> saying, does anyone have any questions? And I've done this as a PD presenter because I felt like I was talking too much and I wanted engagement. So I just did the whole, any questions? And then it was either a whole bunch of questions that were unrelated and now we're wasting time talking about things that were not necessary or it was silent and then I felt like I totally killed the momentum that we had. So in efforts to get engagement, let's plan that ahead of time. Be very specific how often engagement is happening, where exactly it's happening, what type of engagement you're looking for, and stick to it. It doesn't mean you have to stick to it 100% if you feel like there's a moment and you felt, you know, teachable moments, but I think it makes it much smoother and less chaotic when you have a game plan for allowing questions or connections and comments and what have you. Number seven, a lack of clarity and participation and engagement. So same with the boundaries question. When we are not allowing everyone to know this is how you're going to interact, this is why you're interacting, it allows and opens up the door for all kinds of ways that folks want to participate or want to engage. So making sure you're very clear on how you want them to do it and when, what it looks like, and set boundaries for what's acceptable and what's not. Number eight, not knowing your content. When I was a new teacher, I would just do whatever the book said. I didn't take time to read up and know a topic, any additional information. And that killed me because when someone didn't understand something, I didn't know how else to say it. I didn't have any other reference points. If someone added on, I didn't know if it was accurate. (laughs) And I really shot myself in the foot there. So taking time to understand exactly what your topic is and not just regurgitate, especially when you're presenting PD to staff, it doesn't mean that you have to be super knowledgeable, but take the extra time to digest or read the same topic from multiple sources or in a variety of ways rather than just one page, one section, one paragraph, one person. That's not going to get the job done. We want to make sure we are well-versed and what we are sharing. Number nine, deciding to forego the story. We all can make connections through story. It is entertaining, but it helps bring the point home. It makes it more real, more human, and that's essential for someone to really understand what your message is. So um, take time to allow them to remember things. There, It's going to stick in their brains if they are learning new content and you told it in a fun, interesting way. It's going to stick. You love those professional development sessions when someone gets up there and starts telling you from their experience and it like hours are just passing by and you're thinking to yourself, this is the most enjoyable PD I've ever had rather than like death by PowerPoint. And it allows those connections, just brings it to life. So I, let's not go on a whole storytelling tangent, but I think story definitely has a place and a purpose and a time. Number 10, repeating the same information in the same way. It's not helpful if they didn't get it the first time to just repeat it the same way. So thinking about when you're conveying information, how are there multiple ways in which you can do that? Not just for kids, but adults too. You're trying to make it sticky. You want them to remember, have something to connect to. So try and deliver it in a multitude of ways. So now that we've covered the don'ts, the 10 lessons learned, I want to give you an acronym. These are the do's that I hope you can follow. I mean, in addition to taking those 10 I told you not to do and doing the reverse, here is the word speak. This is your acronym. 
Here are some suggestions. So S in speak. I want you to see their human side. The best thing I learned, especially the speaker retreat, is the more that you understand who you're speaking to, the easier it is for you to connect to them and tailor your message to them. And the same is true whether you're delivering PD or you're in front of kids. The more you can showcase that human side and connect to them as people before you're teaching them content and delivering your message, the better off you are. And you can weave in information about them as you're doing that, but also just not being perfect and and showcasing some of those things make it helpful. The P and speak is purposeful. Try not to do any tangents. I get so lost when I'm listening to someone and we're on track and then they get sidetracked and then they're sidetracked from the sidetrack and on and on it goes. And you're like, where are we? We're at a dead end. I have no idea what we were originally talking about. And now my brain is holding on to all this information that doesn't matter. And I don't have any more room for the stuff that did matter. We went way off course And I want to keep it very purposeful, not someone that just can get up there and talk for hours as enjoyable as that might be. We need to respect each other. And as teachers, certainly we have a schedule to follow. So really being purposeful when you're speaking to make it count. The E and speak, eliminate extraneous details. Sometimes we can get so caught up in providing all this additional information thinking it's helpful, but we are just making the message soggy. We're watering it down. It's losing its impact. It's losing its effectiveness. Keep what matters and get rid of any extraneous details. A and speak is acknowledge their circumstances and articulate the mission. So sometimes we have to be human and understand that folks come to us with experiences or they might be facing something, especially amidst the world of COVID. So just acknowledging what folks have going on either during your delivery or throughout it or before it, I think it's essential that you are just making mention of that you value them and you understand what they have going on, what's on their plates and what they bring to the table. So find ways to put that in your messaging and articulate your mission. Why is this essential? Why are you in front of them discussing whatever this is and why should they care about it, especially noting their circumstances? So making that connection of the importance of what you're saying amidst all these hardships around us. And the last one, K and speak, is kick perfection to the curb. This is really hard for me. When I was teaching, I wanted everyone to think that I knew everything. I was young, right out of college, and I felt like I had to look older and wiser and know all the things. And that's just not true. And then when I became a coach, again, I had that same feeling of, well, that must mean I know all the answers to teaching if I'm going to coach other teachers. And no, I just happened to have this really strong skill. It didn't mean I was perfect in any way. And all these other coaches were doing great really building relationships with their cohorts of teachers. And I felt like even though I was helping these teachers grow, I didn't really know them. And they certainly didn't know me because I wasn't allowing them to. And it wasn't until some folks had some personal issues that the coach came off and I just became Gretchen. And they're like, where has this person been the whole time? This person's amazing and empathetic and encouraging and empowering. And I'm like, it's there. I guess I just didn't know how to weave them together and be two people at once. And over the years, I've learned the less perfect I am, 
the easier it is to connect people and the greater my message is and the greater the impact I can have. And it really builds trust and a sense of connection when you're honest about how imperfect you are. And, you know, it's great to have high expectations and want the perfect lesson or the perfect PD session or the, for the best coaching conversation. But at the end of the day, we're all people, we're all human. And the more that you show that side, the more that person feels that they can be their true selves instead of everyone trying to put on their perfect little self. And it's just, it sets us all up for failure and a lot of stress. So I'll repeat that. Speak. S, see the human side. P, purposeful. E, eliminate extraneous details. A, acknowledge circumstances and articulate the mission. K, kick perfection to the curb. All right, so it's time for you to take some action. You know, I always leave you with tangible next steps. So here we go. I want you to take stock of the speaking aspect of your job. So what is your current role in education and how do you speak? How often do you speak? Who do you speak to? What do you speak about? And how is it going? Is there room for improvement? Is there room for growth? Then I want you to think about the 10 lessons I shared with you, which were all of my don'ts, all of my mistakes, all of my lessons. Are any of those resonating with you? And if they are, why are they resonating? That's really important to unpack. How can you fix some of those 10 things that really felt true as I was saying them to you? And then which aspect of the SPEAK acronym do you think you need to hone in on? Is there one of those letters that you were like, oh, I'm good, I'm good. Ooh, that one, that, that I need to do better. How is that going to amplify your speaking ability and your effectiveness? So I really want you to do some reflection here of thinking about your job and which of the don'ts really resonate with you and how can you fix those and which ones of the do these things do you want to hone in on? You don't need to do everything. Let's pick one that you think really is going to have the biggest bang for your buck and go all in there. And I think it's essential that you do this monthly. Just do a quick review cycle. Is there a new area of focus because you've been really doing great with this one area or do you just need to continue down the same road? I hope you found this helpful in terms of speaking. We as educators talk all day long, but we don't spend much time on our own speaking abilities. So this was a moment to just hit pause and reflect on that part of our teaching, on that part of our leading, on that part of us as educators. All right, Elite Educators, that's a wrap for this week's podcast on speaking effectively. So your audience, whether it's students, teachers, parents, community members, whomever, they can hear you loud and clear. We really want to evoke change and growth, not just become talking heads. So we have one voice in this amazing podium, so we better use it well. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered.